In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please do take a seat. I'm going to offer you a love warning. My warning is that during the course of the next few minutes, I'm going to say the word love a lot. So get ready for a lot of love. What do you think is easier? Keeping the law or loving your neighbor? Jesus says that keeping the law, and Jesus is referring to the Jewish law here, a set of rigid, carefully laid out religious commandments, not the secular law in the sense that we understand it. Jesus says that keeping the law is vital. It keeps his people, God's people, in love. But Jesus says that this isn't enough. Jesus says that as well as keeping the law, his people have to be prepared to love each other. Way beyond the law. In the same way as God has loved us, we are to love each other. And he sets out a new commandment, above and beyond and fulfilling the law. The fulfillment of the law is love. It's that simple. And how do you think that you show love? Do you show love by being kind, by making a cake for somebody, by visiting, by sharing things, by sharing your money, by sharing your time, by helping at the food bank, by all the kinds of different things that you can imagine that you do that share love. Well, Jesus demands even more than that. He demands life. The laying down of life as a sign of our love for each other. And what do you think that Jesus means by this? Do you think that in our case, he actually means death, dying for somebody else, being prepared to die for, the other, for other people, dying for a loved one as a sign of how much you love that person, the ultimate sacrifice? Well, some might think, what's loving about that? Why would Jesus ask us to die for the sake of somebody else? then you're creating even more sadness, surely. Jesus is talking about real life, about everyday life, not some sort of heroic film kind of a life, something that's unlikely to happen to most of us. How many of us will actually be asked to take a bullet for somebody else? Pray God that we never will have to do that. Dying so that someone else might live, might not make a lot of sense to us in our everyday. It might sound extreme in circumstances way beyond anything that we might do day in, day out. And if you hear somebody preach and that's the point of what they're saying, I would say they're probably wrong or at least limiting the text to something that might not ever happen. It is possibly an easy way for us to dismiss this passage 
as Jesus asking us to do something that is very unlikely to happen. So it's easy to agree to something, isn't it, if you think it will never happen. It's like me saying that I will eat my hat if Canon Paul was to run naked up and down Upper Parliament Street. We pray that will never happen. The point is that it's easy to say that we love people so much that we'll lay down our lives for them if we think that will never happen. Because Jesus has done that for us by his death and his resurrection. Each of us, once and for all, Jesus is saying, each of us has that love that creates freedom. A freedom only possible in Jesus Christ. Love is not a command in the same way as the law is a command. It's a freedom. A freedom command to love made out of the perfect love of Christ. Jesus is saying that love is freely given. Jesus' love is freely given. He loved so that we can freely love. And by showing love completely, we can walk into that love, free love that other people give and we can give to other people. So Jesus' command to lay down our lives for other people is actually a command to submit to love. To let love be the completion of our relationships with each other, whatever the cost. And the cost might well be our freedom, our freedom from ourselves. To keep on loving even when we are unloved, or disrespected, or hated, or laughed at. That is the laying down of our lives. This is what Jesus commands us to do. And Jesus knows that this is not easy. He even knows that we are very likely to fail to keep this commandment. But the promise is here. It's here, even though we may fail, he keeps on loving us. He honors his side of the bargain, even when we dishonor ours. Even when we fail to live our lives according to love, even when we fail to lay down our lives for other people, when we give up loving each other, Jesus steps in and builds love back up again. Because as the passage reminds us, we didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose us. Each and every one of us has been chosen by Jesus to bring love to this world, the world that his father created. We don't walk into Jesus' love. Jesus walks into our lives with his love. That is an amazing truth, isn't it? Jesus loves us so we can love each other, laying down our lives in love so that this love flows freely. So who are you going to love today? Who are you going to lay down your life for today? Perhaps it's going to be that difficult relative or that unloving neighbor, the person who lets their dog 
do its business in your yard. The stranger, the Muslim, the gay person, the sponger, the queue jumper, the ungrateful person, the angry person. Well, Jesus says, don't give up. Give it all up for the sake of love. Don't hold on to your anger so that it blocks love. Go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Bitterness and hatred and resentment and anger and greed and jealousy and racism, homophobia, sexism, all of these are bad fruits. The fruit that will last is love. That will be the fruit that will bear more love. And it grows from the vine, the true vine that is Jesus Christ, from the branches attached to the true vine that is Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, grow in love and love one another. That's a command to live for.